Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 47th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. We're uh, broadcasting this a little early. We usually go on Sunday nights. We're recording this to you live on Wednesday. So uh, hopefully anybody who checks for the episode on Sunday can watch this. I'm in the process of moving from Phoenix AZ, Spokane, Washington. So it's just been kind of a bitch to pack everything clean. So I'm planning on being on the road probably on Sunday, but maybe not until Tuesday. So I just wanted to handle this just in case. Um, so thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we had a, a really good last couple of episodes. Next week, 15th, we have Deacon Jones. Um, he's Nez Perce tribal member. He wrote a book that he put out around December. Um, he's a substance abuse counselor. He has a program that's called Healing Through Hip Hop, where um, people who are in a, the inpatient, I don't know if it's inpatient or outpatient, but they get to come in there and um, process some of the stuff they're going through and express things through music, which I think is super dope. Um, myself, I like to write, make songs. So it's, I think that a lot of good songs come from uh, a tough spot like that too. And so it's it's good to express yourself. It's therapeutic to write stuff, say it out loud and record it and then go back and listen to it again. So um, I'm really excited to have him on the show. Uh, he's a real cool cat. He does music too. And he grew up right up the road from me, man, Agency Road. So uh, it feels good to see someone from my being successful so uh, I'm excited to next week on the show I hope you guys um, but for tonight we do not have a guest coordinated so it is I KDM Kane solo and we got my guys Mitchell and Jesse in production you can feed me a couple of talking points usually we just kind of check out the news at different websites normal is a pretty good one just because they uh, they keep it real it's I, I went of our assignment, we'd have to write a press release. And I like their articles because it's not written like a press release, but it has the same, it's not super long. I'm trying to get a shit ton of quotes. It's like, this is what happened. This is what they said. Here's the quote from the guy and that's it. So I, I love reading stuff like that on the show because it's, it's quick and easy and it gets the information out. I think that they're very effective with their written communication on their website as far as getting solid out there so shout out to normal um this one is not on normal i, I read an article earlier this week um saying that the feds are no longer going to require lab testing and so i was like holy shit man like the implications of that could be huge like you go a whole field a whole field that just can't and say that it's because it's not going to get tested the fed which I mean, I'm not trying to give anyone any ideas or anything, but uh, that seems in the realm of possibility to me if, if that's the route they go. And I think that's cool because uh, like farmers, like if you're a farmer, you're growing wheat or you're growing lentils or you're growing a combination of things and you got into the hemp game, uh, it would cost you significant more to take that, that product to sell it to lab testing. I uh, maybe those guys lobbied a little bit. I don't know the story completely on the details, 
but uh, that was the headline and first couple paragraphs. Switch back to the normal website now. Um, normal did a poll, and it says more than two in three U.S. Latinos back legalizing marijuana. More than two in three U.S. Hispanic adults support legalizing marijuana, according to a nationwide polling data compiled by the digital media firm HCODE. Posters surveyed a nationally representative sample of over 1,300 English and speaking U.S. Hispanic respondents. 68% of those polled said that they are in favor of legalizing marijuana. Um, so that's cool. They got 1,300 people. Because, dude, when I get those phone calls, I'm like, fuck, I'm not answering questions. I'm not doing the survey. Bye. You know, I'm like, how the fuck did you get covered? But whatever. Uh, so shout out to the essay homies for responding to the survey and saying yes on we. Uh, it gives us a data point to talk about on our show. Um, and hopefully somebody uses it in their campaign. Um, says, uh, Maine medical cannabis market is third largest in the state. Patients purchased an estimated $112 million worth of medical cannabis-related products in 2019, according to newly released Marine Maine tax data. Uh, that's, that's a lot, I guess, $112 million. But Mitchell, yeah, it looks like Mitchell's typing. Mitchell had an article he was talking about uh, in Illinois. said a second month of rec wheat, 35. Okay, yeah, here it is right here. Okay, so this is from... Uh, MarijuanaMoment.net. Shout out to MarijuanaMoment.net. Um, published on March 4th. So it says Illinois sold almost $35 million of marijuana the second month, February, of legal sales. During the 29-day period, more than 831,000 products were sold, about 9.2 million by out-of-state. Governor J.B. Pritzker, prior to the first day of sales, said that he pardoned more than 11,000 people with Oh, fuck, that part's tight, too, Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, and that's fast, too, man. Usually, governments just drag their feet in general. But it's like, yo, if we're selling it to people on the fucking street, then we should be able to pardon these guys with their fucking record, you know? And I think that's very cool of him for handling Shout out to Governor J.B. Pritzker. Oh, he's a Democrat, too. I'll, 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 I'll. Fuck your party. But, I mean, I guess he gets a thumbs up for for doing shit like that. Um, oh, Vermont. Okay, so this is from normal.com. says, in Vermont, House members approved measure regulating adult-use cannabis sales. Members of the Vermont House of Representatives gave initial approval today to legisla legislation, Senate Bill 54, regulating the commercial production and retail sale of marijuana to adults. Representatives decided 90 to 54 in favor of an amended version of a final vote is anticipated on Thursday. A super majority of senators voted last year in favor of the bill. Yeah, dude, this is like 90 to 54 that, that crushes it. Like, it passed. So um, it remains uncertain where Repub Republican Governor Phil Scott stands on the bill. In the past, he has expressed skeptic skepticism toward the notion of legalizing marijuana sales, but some insiders indicate that he has softened. Uh, 2018 lawmakers approved legislation legalizing the personal possession and private cultivation of marijuana by those ages 21 and over. However, that law did not establish a structure for the retail production sale. of. Okay. So when it went wrecked there, it sounds like, you know, they, they said you could grow your own, possess it if you were 20 and old over, but it didn't have a, like a retail thing set up. 
or regulation. So it's cool that um, their state government did that and didn't people vote on it in their election. All those times. So shout out to those guys. Um, I wish Arizona would do that. Like the governor of Arizona, it was back in like August or September. That's what he, he recommended towards our state legislature. Hey, you guys need to do this wreck shit on your own. Um, stop dragging your feet because otherwise, and, and this was his thing too, is like you'll have more control over what happens if you guys vote for this in your session instead of waiting for people to do it on the ballot. I think very wise words, person in power. I don't really like too many of those government guys, but when they're speaking the truth, I gotta be like, okay, that's rare, but dope. Shout out to them for lying because I just feel like I'm pretty much gentlemen. Oh, uh, so like if you get your card in Arizona now, it's all online. Um, they don't mail you a paper card and they send email, which I think is dope. I'm sure it happens faster. And I think their reasoning behind it was saved like 1.2 years of budget. So like, man, that's a, that's pretty good, you know, to save, save some dollars and save some trees. Okay. We got another article from Mitchell here in production. This article is via mjbizdaily.com. So shout out to mjbizdaily.com. Uh, it says, Oregon wholesale marijuana flower prices rise after growers exit. Some pivot to hemp. Oregon marijuana growers report wholesale, wholesale flower prices are improving. Previously, one of the most oversupplied markets in the country. Growers in the state report wholesale flower prices per pound are averaging high quality indoor, 2,500. Mid-quality indoor, 1,400. Low-quality indoor, 1,000. Outdoor, 800. Cannabis is testing at 27% THC or higher. Commands 2,400 per pound or more. Fuck, that's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. People shopping off numbers, but that's cool. You could produce a lab result fucking too. But I guess that's uh, that's rec, so everything batch tested, but... I still feel like there's got to be some kind of play and uh, some finesse. Those guys who pick up this—that's just my thing. But it's dope that uh, guys aren't suffering as much. I'm sure a lot of people did quit when shit was because, uh, and then it says 2019, uh, high quality indoors 18, uh, mids is a thousand, low quality six, and outdoor packs are 300. So it's good that things have improved there. High fiber doubles that's good man. shout out to oregon and shout out to uh having a free market like they cut off the amount of licenses they were giving out but that's that's a free market anybody can get it get in produce and however the price goes man if everybody overproduces if, my thing is there's only like three million people that live in so the pie is only that big yeah there's some weed tourists but fuck, dude, three million people. Pie's not gonna be super huge. Can't have that many weed. Nobody's gonna smoke that much. And not every man, woman, and child. Just people who are. 20. That's my take. Um, shout out to MJ Biz Daily for reporting. I remember in Times Magazine they used to have this section. It was towards the back where it would list how much an eighth of weed costs in different neighborhoods. And so I was like, man, that's cool. And, and instead of eights. What we got here? So if you grow some pouts, they test 27 or higher, you get 24. 
Jory. That's cool. That's cool. Shit, I'm cool stuff. Normal fella. Have here. Okay, here's a good one. From normal.com. Uh, it says clinical trial. Oral THC administration associated with opioid sparing effect. Lakewood, Colorado. Trauma patients administered capsules containing oral THC fewer opioids than do similarly controls according to trial data published in the journal Trauma Surgery and Acute Care. Investigators affiliated with the St. Anthony Hospital Medical Cannabis in Colorado accessed the off-label use of dronabinol, dronabinol, FDA-approved synthetic oral THC, huh, never heard of it, on opioid consumption patterns in trauma patients with acute pain. 66 patients participated in the study. Half of the participants received dronabinol and the other half did not. Others, authors reported that patients administered oral THC experienced a nine-fold greater reduction in opioid compared to controls. These opioid-sparing effects were most pronounced on participants who had prior experience. They concluded, the, the addition of dronabinol resulted in reduced opioid consumption suggesting a beneficial opioid-sparing effect of dronabinol in acutely painful conditions. Because our study showed that the opioid-sparing effect of dronabinol may be greatest in patients who use marijuana, use of dronabinol adjunctively may benefit nearly half of Colorado's population. The study's findings are consistent with those of numerous other papers reporting that patients typically mitigate their use of opioids following the initiation of, of cannabis and therapy. So that is tight. Um, I just I have a lot of homes who kind of hung out on pills, and they got off it. It was weak. I can I can do that, especially when dabs started happening. Wow, you know, it's not going to my body like those pills are. Pain and not feel so junkyish. So I think it's tight that they ran that study. It's whack that they did it with the pill though. That dronabinol. I've that shit. Or man, it's synthetic THC, I guess. It's cool that they uh, they still did the study. And same chemical compound helped people improve their health consuming poison, which I think is still we need to uh, more of that shit happen in the world because uh, I just don't believe in pills at all. Like I'd rather if I can't grow my pills, so I trust. Okay, we got another one, Mitchell. This one is uh, it's via APnews.com, so Associated Press, uh, published February 26th. Pilot sent to prison for flying tons of pot across Donald Burns, 62, a pilot from Connecticut, has been sentenced to two and a half years in prison for his role in a marijuana trafficking operation. Authorities who searched the plane after one of those trips in June 2017 found about 400 pounds of marijuana in vacuum-sealed packages on board. Burns pleaded guilty last month. Three other men have previously been. Damn, bummer for the pilot, man. That's a lot of pounds too. Four hundred pounds. I feel like on the East Coast, those are probably thirty. Pretty big, really, really big. It says the defendants earned millions of dollars by moving. Yeah, yeah, man. That East Coast cash grab is real. They're starting to legalize out there. I don't know if they have this game out here, but I feel like federal legalization could really. Get some guys out here, some dollars there, just because I, I just don't think their climate is super dope for it. You know, the West Coast is, so hopefully they can importation. Yeah, because otherwise it's a state by state. If you're getting in the game, medical, 
cool and then it goes red that's cool but the population of your state's not going to change that much in a year so you're you're getting out share and you're all the Oregon if everybody's sitting on 200 pounds <laughs> the store's only 10 every week like, so it would be dope if those guys in Oregon send some shit to New York without getting two and a half years in prison for running because that uh, I don't know I just think that's whack at least it's not like 10 but two and a half doesn't seem like super long but fuck dude prison for weed is like come on man it's weed man you know but whatever that's that's KM Kane's take on it from concern. What's what's our time like, Mitchell? Are we getting? Did we get past halfway point yet? I'm trying to go for like thirty to twenty, what ish? <laughs> yep. So THC will make you consume less opiates, according to study. Uh, ooh, there's a good one. Okay, this is from Normal.com. Shout out to Normal, in New Haven, Connecticut. Sickle cell disease patients who consume cannabis on a daily basis have lower rates of hospital admissions than do. Similarly matched non-users, according to data published in the journal Cannabis and Investigators with the Yale School of Medicine and the Medical College of assessed hospitalization rates among sickle cell disease patients with and without a history of cannabis use. They reported that sickle cell patients who use cannabis daily had 1.8 fewer annual hospitals and 1.2 fewer emergency visits as compared to... Authors concluded, we show that people with uh, sickle cell with more severe pain crisis are more likely to use daily cannabis, yet have lower rates of hospital admission and ER use as compared with others with similar disease severity. And the finding is consistent with that of a 2018 study which reported reduced rates of hospitalization for sickle cell patients who initiate cannabis therapy. Although the use of medical cannabis for symptom management is relatively common among sickle cell patients, clinical trial data assessing its safety and efficacy in this patient population is lacking. That is cool too, because it's like, as like a medical point, we can't say that it cures it. We can just say that if you have these symptoms, people have told us that using this strain will help with those. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of have to dance around it. But with stuff like this, they're proving it. You know what I mean? And it's like the 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 powers that be as far as the movement of legalization, like guys at normal, they're they're finding studies like this and, and more people are doing studies like this because it's uh, research is just starting. I think that the more research that the more uh, benefits this plant be proven, at least to the public, because people are like, ah, bullshit. it's like, dude, these guys at Yale, you know what I mean? Yale School of Medicine and uh, Medical College of Wisconsin crunched the data, man. So those guys, I feel like, probably aren't dumb stoners. They're, you know, to do that research, good job at it. Otherwise, position. Um, at least in the public's eye, those folks at those colleges would have more credibility, I guess. Unless you're someone like me, then you'd be like, nah, you know what he's talking about, man. Word, word to Kane. Um, but uh, sickle cell two, that's, uh, that's the, uh, Okay, I'm back. Am I back? Can you guys hear me again? Okay, cool. My bad. My phone's yeah. But uh, sickle cell. That's a uh, prodigy from Mob Deep. Man. Passed away in 2017. But he uh, he had sickle. So uh, I think that he away from education. But that's the one person I think about. Him. 
condition. Okay, it's from Mitchell, says via APnews.com. Uh, February 24th, Illinois generated 7.3 million in tax revenue. So that's that's pretty good. And I, I dig that governments are happy with the industry. And, you know, it's an, another reven, revenue stream. It's dope. It sucks that cannabis business to pay so much. But an effective and helpful state to people who are less fortunate. Um, another one. Ah. From normal.com, normal clinical trial, abrupt cessation of CBD not associated with physical withdrawals. Uh, so this is from the UK and London. The abrupt cessation of CBD is not associated with physical withdrawals in healthy volunteers, according to clinical trial data published by epilepsy behavior. A team of investigators in the United Kingdom and the United States assessed the occurrence of withdrawal symptoms induced by the abrupt cessation of CBD Subjects in the trial were healthy volunteers who ingested 750 milligrams of plant-derived CBD twice daily for a period of four weeks. Study participants either continued to receive CBD or received a placebo, a placebo during weeks five and six. Researchers reported no serious adverse events resulting from the discontinuation. They concluded, in healthy volunteers, no evidence of withdrawal syndrome was found with abrupt discontinuation of short-term treatment. So that is another... I think that's dope because they're comparing that to open pills. Because oh, usually you have a surgery or break your or something. It hurts like a bitch. They give you these really strong opioids to kill the pain. And it's for two or three weeks. And that's it. You don't have the pills and fucking that shit. So you have withdrawals. I've seen homies do it. Like, um, and so they're comparing CBD to those compounds. Like, yo, there's no... Nobody gets dope sick off of CBD, yo. So that's that's cool. Pr proved in a study. I mean, I think it's dope that um, people are attacking research like this and proving shit that uh, you know we've always kind of understood on our own as far as how it helps us. It's dope that these other guys are the shit legit, other than just hearsay. Shout out to those guys at. This says the United Epilepsy and. Those guys, yeah. Are we at 30 minutes now, Mitchell? Okay, so we are gonna do one more, and then I'll do the outro dance, man. Okay, it's from Mitchell in production via apnews.com. Um, this is uh, oh no, wait, wait, via marijuana moment.net. <laughs> it's published March 3rd. Baseball players can now consume cannabis without risk of discipline. The league explained in a new memo but they can't show up to work under the influence. Yep. Before the rule change, players who tested positive for THC were referred to mandatory treatment and failure to comply carried a fine of up to $35,000. Holy shit. And that's for Major League Baseball. And are barred from entering into commercial events with Ah, uh, so they can't. Like, there's no Barry, Barry Bonds, Major League Baseball. There's no Barry Bonds fucking baseball bats for sale. I mean, maybe he could now that he's not in the league, but baseball. <laughs> no Barry Bonds. We yeah, yeah. The uh, that's cool that they they don't find them or make them go to tree too. Cause it is, man. It's like that. I feel like that sport guys last longer because it's you know it's less physical contact. I guess you know, stay healthier and have less injuries. But you still want to smoke one after a fucking hard night, man. You know, like what? Like a thirty-five thousand dollar for that is what. If you're making dollars a year, that's still fuck. 
you could that could be someone who works at an office at a business their salary that they're fine. very very cool very cool of major league baseball and okayed that memo I'm with the shit all the way i don't watch that shit. see who's high who's pitching high who's hitting high man but uh yeah it's been a been a good episode ladies and gentlemen um I'm going to go ahead and do my outro dance. This was the 47th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. That was your host, Katie M. Kane. Um, next week, March 15th, Deacon Jones in the building speaking about his, his treatment program, uh, his new book, and his, his music endeavors. So that's going to be a really cool one. I hope you guys can tune in for that. Got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.